Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Grain Feed brought to you by EverAg. This is your weekly news feed for all things grain and all things feed. Each week we bring you updates on the markets with unique perspectives from an amazing team of analysts with the intention of helping dairy and livestock producers manage their risk. I'm your host, Jim Matthews, reporting from the Chicago office, reporting from the home office in DFW, Director of Feed Procurement, Mr. Jake Kingsley, and returning to the Grain Feed, Grain Marketing Advisor, Kristen Steen. Team, how are we today? We're doing good, Jimbo. Pretty good here, too. Excellent. Jake, I like your new background. I believe it was Patrick Mahomes. It was. And then you changed it because they won? Well... We just finally got our diplomas after many years of uh, okay. not sure where they were, actually. Bad juju. That's good. It's Bad good that you, Everag still hired yep. you. Everag still hired you without proof of diploma. So Yep, they did. Things have all worked Never. out. Kristen, what's new, in, what's new in Iowa, Kristen? It's, you know, it's snowing. It's cold, but that's nothing new for this time of the year. So not too much. Okay, excellent. So it's a little warmer here across the Mississippi then. We've, we've luckily... I've had 40 degrees. Yeah, out of the January cold. Oh, right? yeah. We're sweltering out here. 41 and cloudy. <laughs> Jake just doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Jake doesn't get it. That's okay. He's, still, he's got his poncho, and it does heat up. He's got that going for him. We've All got good. a lot to run through because we had a big day yesterday. It is currently Thursday. Yesterday was our wacky, wazdy Wednesday. So let's run through the markets real quick. Paige, if you'd kindly timestamp the broadcast... It is after the close. It is Thursday afternoon. The markets had some decent swings today. The corn market, after being slightly supported yesterday post-WASD, is bright red today. We had old crop futures down about 7 or $0.08, cents, with new crop down 5 to finish the day today. Beans also pulled back slightly, whereas meal went on a big run today. So meal was up about 8 dollars per ton over the May contract. So a big swing back higher in meal futures. So we got a lot to break down on that WASD report and the grain and feed markets in general. So we'll turn to the expert. Kristen, what was your take on that report yesterday? I mean, if I'm talking to you yesterday, the thought was it was a little bit like the like the State of the Union address, a little bit of a snoozer, right? But there was a few surprises in the details. But at the end of the day, the ending expectations, the ending numbers were all within those expectations. So the part that honestly surprised me more than anything was the USDA leaving corn exports alone as far as domestic numbers, right? And then they lowered ethanol demand. So that left ending stocks where they thought we would be just by way of a different source or different reason for that matter. Kind of makes me wonder if ending stocks will continue to grow as we have exports continuing to lag on corn and Brazil setting up to be the leading export there. So there's a lot more to come as far as the, the corn side of things. On the bean front, we ended up with higher stocks thanks to soy crush numbers being light. I guess you could say that was a surprise, but if you really sit back and think about it, with the shifting crush margins followed by weakening basis after the EPA announcement, maybe not. Maybe globally, we came in as expected. Argentina has a lighter crop, but Brazil is going to more than make up for that. So we're kind of sitting good global supply-wise as far as that goes. So 
all in all, I mean, today was exciting, but it wasn't a huge market mover, so to speak, like we typically see in, in uh, WASDE reports. And, and that's not uh, out of the realm for a February report either. Um, old crop beans, corn and beans continue to play the middle of the range that they've been playing for the last few months. I do wonder if this provides more headwinds on a new crop rally if we're not facing dire global supply issues and our domestic demand is slowing. Yeah, I think those are excellent points, Kristen. I mean, you touched on the fact that we did not cut corn exports. I think that was the surprise on the corn side of things. Uh, Your notes on the crush side are appreciated as well because the market has been greatly focusing on meal versus soybean oil, how it's going to impact the soybean market and crush market after that EPA draft proposal was released after Thanksgiving. So that's been the talk of the town on the soy complex for sure, aside from, of course, Argentine production cuts, which you noted as well. So it'll be a really interesting move forward here. And again, today, it felt like a big move, seven cents in corn. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it alters anyone's projections going forward here, still very much range bound, as you noted. So it'll be an interesting next, what, Kristen, four to six weeks. I mean, we're talking in the second week of February here. We'll have planning intentions released at the end of March. Um, Any thoughts on how the grain producer who you work with, did yesterday's report change their minds at all? Or is it a money of their minds are made up. What's the take on that side of the market? I don't think that ne- the report yesterday necessarily switches it. All eyes right now are sitting on that crop insurance price being established for the spring, right? And what does that ratio look like right now? Well, right now it's favoring corn, in my opinion, especially if you have the, if I can do a 200 bushel APH and a 55 on beans, then more than likely, I think we see a switch to heavier on corn. Personally, I think we're going to hit that 179 million acre number. The only time we've been higher than that in the last uh, 10 years is twice. So I think we're going to be heavy corn and beans. Maybe we come in that 92 type number on corn, 87 on beans, all up for grabs here in the next four to six weeks, like you said. But uh, that ratio continues to pan out that way. Definitely. And I think the fact that we're seeing December corn futures are now trading down Trade did down to 590 today. Uh, they'd been hovering near six bucks, so you could call this a slight pullback, but not a true breakaway uh, from that six dollar mark yet. So we will be watching that very closely. Let's turn it to Jake to hit the feed commentary that we're all hungry for. Jake, what's the story in the feed markets today? So I think, like Kristen said, not a whole lot of shakeup from the report yesterday. We've seen, like she said, kind of some range-bound numbers for the old crop period. And I expect that to probably continue on the feed side, both in cash futures and basis, well towards the summer months here. I think we've got to prove that we've got a crop before a lot of these feed sellers are going to commit to really breaking down on prices towards the end of the summer um, and then We're seeing some new crop numbers out there as we've talked. Um, More and more folks are starting to float some numbers around. We've seen some stuff for uh, now Arizona, Texas has been out there for a while. California's got a few maybe floating around. And more spots across the Midwest are starting to bring up some numbers. Um, So I think folks are getting a little more confident in the, the balance sheet as it's projected for the coming year. Still some firm numbers 
out there relative to what we would call historically average. But I think Brazil having the bean crop that they're expected to have and then Kristen talking to potentially favoring corn acres here in the U.S. is really we get a good growing season and those two things pan out the way that they look right now. Uh, we may be turning the corner. So some opportunity out there to, to manage risk early on some new crop stuff. I don't think there's any need to panic over that right now. Um, but there are some good opportunities relative to what we've seen the last three years. Um, and I think there's some good realistic expectations that we could see prices move lower should we just get a really a moderately good planting and growing season here in the U.S. So some hope on the horizon there. I think one of the things we're seeing most immediately in this market is uh, the, the precipitation in the West has turned these forage and fiber markets south kind of in a hurry. I mean, we were seeing soy hole pellets in the 300s in the Midwest. Cotton seed was up near 600 for most of the West Coast and four high fours, low fives for the Texas Panhandle. And we've seen a lot of those products come off 40, 50, $60 a ton, uh, just with the expectation of, of a better alfalfa and hay crop and some silages starting out West. So we're trending better in a lot of places here. And I think Jake, that's probably a good transition to, we will be out there next week. We will be in California at the World Ag Expo. You and I and a couple other of our colleagues from EverAg, Talari versus Talari. Jake? I, I've always said Talari, but uh, I guess I've heard it a couple different ways here in the last couple of weeks. We'll find out next week for sure. <laughs> well, we'll ask around next week. We'll also be asking about local feed markets, of course, and asking folks from uh, the various ranges of the state of California to see just how those rains impacted just day-to-day -day operations on the dairy, for one, because we know that had a substantial impact for a lot of folks. But as you said, Jake, how does it affect the forage markets then out there as well? So that'll be very interesting. Jake, last week we did bold predictions. We borrowed that from Kathleen and Phil. So we did bold predictions last week. I believe you called for Argentina's corn number to be lowered 2 million metric tons. You were in the right direction, right? The USDA went a bit further than that. And you called Brazil beans up slightly. I believe you said 0.7 million metric tons. Left beans unchanged, but it, no cut there. So I think overall, you were on the right track. I said that the USDA would not touch U.S. exports. I didn't, I didn't get a congratulations from you or like a nice job. Well done. Well done. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, thank I apologize. you, Jake. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that, you guys. And thanks for everyone who wrote in and said, great job, Jim, on that one. <laughs> that was much appreciated. Uh, no one did that. So Jimbo, this week's you, round. You wrote into yourself, didn't you, Jim? <laughs> yeah, as an, I made up an email address and sent it in. Um, this week's round, let's do bold predictions here with you guys. Let's focus on May corn and May beans. May corn traded and settled just under 770 today. So going forward, which do we trade first? Seven dollars or six forty? We traded seven seventy or six seventy, Jim. Excuse me, six seventy. We traded six seventy on May corn. Whew, that market was a that, that I know, right? It really did go one. crazy after a while. <laughs> we traded six seventy today. What do we trade first going forward? Seven dollars or 640 i think we hit seven one more time and then it's over with i think we get to 640 first 640 okay very nice kristen i think i like where your head's at i think we do make another run up to seven bucks here 
um, before all things are said, said and done. Um, let's look at made beans. Let's make sure I know what I'm talking about pricing wise. Made beans settled just over $15.10 a bushel today. So which do we trade first? $15.60 or $14.60? Ooh, that's a bigger range. Yeah. I'm going to let Beans. you go on this one first, and then I'll, I'll just uh, do the opposite. Mm. I, I I think I'm going to go lower as well. We'll call it 1460 as well. I, I kind of have to side with him on the bean side. I'm, I'm, I'm not friendly beans from that standpoint. Okay. Okay. Then to be a contrarian, I will take 1560 <laughs> on that one. So and you'll buy I'm taking there, the high right? of both. What's that? You'll buy at fifteen sixty, right? Always, always buy the highs. Always buy the highs. Perfect. Um, so again, it'll be what trades first, not necessarily where that contract settles. So we'll keep an eye on that thing as we move over the next few months. So I think that's all for today. We did an awesome job. Excellent work. Big thanks to Kristen for joining the show. It is awesome to have you back. We'd also like to thank the Everag Insights crew. For their support, thank you to Paige for her production magic. And thank you to the viewers for watching the Grain Feed. Contact information is on the screen. We greatly appreciate your feedback. That's all for today. See you next time on the Grain Feed.